And we turn to your mates as well because some stuff's going on at the Dockers. Yeah, we are going to talk about the Fremantle Dockers. There has been an announcement, a new role for Peter Bell. He'll be the Executive General Manager of Talent, Strategy and Special Projects. And Joe Bridie to take over as Executive General Manager of Football. He's on the line right now. Joe, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Thanks for having me, Hayes. Vardo. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, excited about the new opportunity with the club. Yeah, for those that don't know too much about you, give us a rundown on your time. I know you've been at the Fremantle Dockers for a long time, but a bit about what you did uh, growing up, what sports you love, what involvement you had in footy, and particularly with the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, it was a bit of a country life going up in the Swan Valley as a kid, a bit of footy, a bit of cricket, as everyone does. Um, but I actually joined the club in 2010. I joined uh, when Chris Bond used to head up footy, uh, and Bondy brought me into a role where really kind of working through the operations in the beginning back then. Um, and then it'd been in our football program for, for 10 years. Um, the latter part of that, our GM of football operations, performance. And through that time, obviously, we saw the club going through a significant period of success on field. And that era was with Ross and Pav and, and Bondi at the helm. And then we obviously went through a significant kind of um, process where we had to obviously redevelop our list and, and then a restructure in 2019 which resulted in B arriving and, and JL uh, and Simon as CEO. Um, and then in, in 2021 uh, moved into the role of Chief Operating Officer so really in, in the last two years overseeing our broader club strategy um, operations, strategic projects and, and looking after focus around our people and, and leadership and culture. So um, it's been a journey at Freo but um, yeah, really exciting to play a new role in terms of making sure we can deliver the success that we, we all desire to have on field in the coming years. So you obviously believe you're ready to the role. Why did the club obviously choose to go down this path? Yeah, look, obviously outline that there's a bit of a discussion with Belly around the opportunities that he sees with himself in the long term as well, and the ability to grow outside of footy, which is a focus around obviously our strategy and some projects that he'll be involved in. But in addition to that, there's, there's the opportunity to really be refocus and, and harness opportunity from a talent perspective uh, in the coming years. We've got Tassie coming in. and uh, We've obviously got a really young list that we want to see stay together for a long period of time and see that success sustained over a long period of time. So in those discussions with, with Peter and Simon and, and obviously then myself being involved in looking at the broader operations of the football department and how we can get it up for that success as well, ensuring that uh, we set ourselves up with Justin and, and the football management group across a number of aspects of, of football. Um, to obviously on field achieve what we all want to. Mate, are you, are you up for the pressure that comes with it? Because on air, if the Dockers aren't going so well, it's usually the coach, the president maybe, uh, and Belly are the three names that we usually come up with, if not some of the players. Now that becomes you as COO. We gave you a little little bit of room to not uh, go after you, but now if they're not playing well, you, you know you're the person <laughs> we're going to be mentioning on air. Yeah, come on, mate. I'm, I'm just going to start <laughs> off on the right foot and the right note. Uh, <laughs> friends in the beginning. Um, oh. look, to be honest, uh, Mato, when I arrived at the club, I had a full head of hair, and now I'm completely bald. So, didn't cause any issues. But no, no happy to uh, happy to jump on board anytime. No, I love hearing that. Look, you are in charge of all elements of the football department, including coaching, high performance, talent and list management, medical, well-being, innovation, leadership and culture. There's plenty that you're going to be overseeing. But are there any parts of that in particular that most excite you? Yeah, look, it's been a passion of mine from a leadership and culture perspective a long time in my journey to make sure that people are getting most out of themselves, understanding what their broader purpose is for themselves, but also how to contribute to the, 
uh, our club and our football program more holistically and us being really aligned and motivated to want to achieve what we want to on field. And that also ultimately results in everyone playing their role and being their self and looking to go up at a level and elevate. And that's what I'm really passionate about. We've got a really talented football program across the board, high-performance coaching, uh, obviously Valley in his role moving forward. Um, I'm really confident uh, that we have... A nucleus now that can set us up, and, and my job is to make sure people are in the right places, five seats on the bus, um, and clear and what their accountabilities are to endure that. Uh, obviously, as we ebb and throw through a long football season in the years to come, that we're consistently coming back to that strategy and executing uh, in all aspects of football. We have had a text message come through. Has Peter Bell been pushed sideways? Uh, look, it's, it's as I said at the start, it's, it's one of those ones where we talk at what the strategy looks like for our, for our club moving forward and obviously for Peter in discussions with with Simon over time. It's the same that they've been talking about for an extended period in terms of what it looks like um, holistically outside of footy. Um, he's been in the leadership role overseeing footy for five years now and he's seen significant transformation in that football program. Obviously, there was the departure of, of Ross and, and JL coming on board and Simon as a CEO, um, a big change across our football program. And um, obviously, those really difficult COVID years, uh, and during that time, Peter performed his, his role in the football program to a plum. Um, and now it's just an opportunity for us to, to redefine what we need to do from a footing growth perspective, and Peter's role in focusing on our talent across the football program from a player's perspective, but also with our football personnel, uh, will really set us up for that sustained success. And, and Peter, myself, um, Justin, uh, we'll work really closely. And in addition to that, Lisa as well, from an AFLW perspective, Peter's role is going to now... AFLW is just exploding uh, at the moment and the requirements have a real focus on player retention and acquisition, so Peter's going to be out for Bob in the lens. That as well, and a real hot and focus in that area, so we'll work closely with, with Lisa and Bob to, to achieve what we want to in both programs moving forward. There has been a bit of talk about that, the retention of the Fremantle Dockers. Is there a retention problem, and how do you fix it if you believe there is? I think that if you didn't think the retention was a priority for for any club moving forward, it needs to be a paramount focus. And I talked about as he come in, I don't think there's a retention um, issue at the club. I think that when you look at our club over an extended period of time, um, we'll sit somewhere in the middle of the, the competition in terms of turnover players. Look, there's, there's at times there's players that um, will look to move on for their own reasons, and you always look at that from a, a club-first approach in terms of what's best for us and what we need. Um, at times when sometimes in certain circumstances when the players obviously have personal circumstances they're dealing with we obviously want to work through that as well so I don't think there is an issue from a retention perspective this role enables us to focus and prioritise retention of talent moving forward as well as it has been for a number of years with someone that really knows that space really well so um, we've got a great group of players the culture at the club is in a great place and I'm excited about what they can all do and achieve moving forward Ryan Daniels had some words to say about Sean Darcy and his belief that a deal is getting closer and a big offer has been tabled towards Sean Darcy. Can you confirm that? And how close are you to getting a deal done? Yeah, look, I've obviously talked to David Walls. I haven't really got my, my feet under the desk at this point in time, but I think from a Fremantle Football Club perspective, Sean's a player at Fremantle for life. I would love to see him win. Purple for his entire career. He has a significant impact on field. His growth as an emerging leader within our football program. He's going from strength to strength. Ian like Jackson working in tandem has, has been a real asset for us. He obviously had a frustrating year with a bit of injury here and there. And we're looking forward to him having a, um, an opportunity to have a, a full pre-season and, 
and jump straight into it from next year moving forward. Uh, and as a club, we're through that with him in the management uh, and really excited to hopefully get something sorted where we can see him at Perth for a long time. Obviously, you're in charge of the list management. Will Peter Bell be doing a bit more of the recruitment side with David Walls in regards to the AFL draft going forward? Yeah, no, so Bill will obviously um, it's a recruiting and list management, so and ultimately yep. that'll come through me from an overarching strategy perspective, but Pete will have a, a massive part to play in overseeing our list management and recruiting with Wolsey, um, and that being a priority and focus across both AFL and AFLW, obviously tying that with, with the role of Murphy plays in AFLW as well. Um, so he'll have he'll have worked both those areas. We've spoken a lot about the trade period. We've got the draft period coming up. But at this time of the year, I've always been a big believer that individuals get better during the off-season and then they bring their new skill sets to the team to help the team get better. What are the players doing right now? Because if each of them are out there getting better, I think on paper you could do something special next year, but they've all got to come back fitter, stronger, healthier. No, you're spot on, Damien. Look, from our perspective, it starts now from a pre-season point of view. And our players are really invested. And it's great to see, I think this morning we had probably 12 on a Monday in training together as a group and reconnecting. We've got a few players that are overseas, a few of them doing a bit of training camp as well, um, here and there in different groups. Um, so at this point in time, they're heavily invested. Our first four years are back on, on the 13th, and our five-plus years are back a bit later in November, just after the draft. So... Um, the boys have a pretty solid program, and, and the work that we put in now, as you as you spoke about, will pay significant dividends as we get through pre-season and come uh, the start of 2024. It comes around very, very quickly. Congratulations, Joe, and go get them. No worries. Thanks for your time, Jim. Take care.